and the clock has started. Welcome back to that Pixel Life. We are at episode 165? 164. 154, okay? I am your celebrity guest host, Robbie Stelmpole, who is uh, filling in for Zach and Shannon this week. Um, super excited because it just worked out to where my stuff, my stuff got canceled tonight, which normally goes on, and so I could jump on. And I have the privilege of finally doing a one-on-one episode with the man, the myth, the legend, Justin. That's right. It's just me and Robbie tonight. Shannon locked himself in the broom closet at work. Zach, of course, having the only spare key and is having to drive 90 minutes to San Mateo to get Shannon out of the closet. That's right. And, you know, it it just... It's really cool that this all worked out, too, because... I think we have a really fun show. Uh, it is going to be more anime focused for just just going ahead and put it out there. So if you don't want to hear anime, once we're done talking video games, you can just head out because because we we're diving in today. And if you don't want to hear about Loop Hero, it's fine because <laughs> Shannon will be on next week and we're going to be talking about it again. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely, and I have not been on in a long time, and Loop Hero is what I have been playing and is what I'm currently playing. So, And when I say currently playing, I mean literally at this moment while I'm recording because I was taught things. I've been playing this game for about you know almost a month now, and I just <laughs> learned new things that have drastically changed the way I play this game. And that blew me away. So what happened was in the group chat, uh, I think Zach finally turned Shannon on. Just all of us talking about Loop Hero, me, Robbie, Zach, finally got Shannon on board because he was a little nervous to dive into it. And he's experiencing what we have all experienced, which is the massive amount of time loss that comes with Loop Hero. And in doing so, Zach started to promote some of the other classes because there's Warrior, there's like a rogue class and then there's a necromancer and robbie somehow was unaware of the later two (laughs) classes in the game and has only been playing with the warrior i've only played with the one you get at the beginning only one (laughs) and i know and and you know what it is it's just because you know we're just gonna jump and we're gonna go ahead and start talking about this okay so uh the thing is i was i was i've been building up my camp and i thought that i paid attention to what each one does so I was focusing on the ones that you get, you know, that are closer early on, you know, lower level stuff. And I've been focusing on getting those built up. And I just wasn't paying attention to the one on the left that says, oh, open up the rogue class. <laughs> so I've been I've gone through this thing. I've gotten to the the main boss. I've not fought. I've only fought him twice and I got wrecked. But I've I've gotten to him like seven or eight times. But Demon Souls and Dark Souls has broken my brain to where if I know a boss is coming, I retreat and keep leveling up. I just want to keep leveling up 
so I can then go into him, go into it and wreck face. And it, and, and the reason why I couldn't is because I was not leveling up properly. I wasn't doing the game properly. And like, or Jess, I want to hear your take on this. This is one of those games where you can play this game wrong. Yeah, there's definitely, it's one of those things where the lucky part for it is even playing it wrong. You're not really like punished too much because you yeah. still walk away with resources. You still, you're never at a loss really. And I find myself a lot of times, it's funny because you play the opposite way I play. You play the safe approach where I play like once I'm getting close to the boss, I was like, do all right, we're going for it now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care if we're ready or not. We're we're approaching the line. Um, so I'm like, whatever, I'll just risk it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's certain tiles interact with each other in specific ways. So there's certain positions you'll learn, like where you want to put things. And then like you were saying, since you didn't even know there was two other classes, the like the rogue class is the class that's like the best against the first boss because of the ability to dodge because the first boss hits hard as I'm sure you've experienced. And that's, what's good about the rogue class is the rogue class. If you buff up the ability to um, be evasive, it makes you last a lot longer against that uh, first boss. Yeah. And like, and, and for me, I don't know about you, but you know, I was explaining this game to a friend who, who I've been starting to talk about games with more and more. And I was like, look, the general, Gameplay is very easy. It is kind of like a um, – I used the word right the other day, but um, like a resource management game. Like that's essentially what it feels like at times. Mm-hmm. Like it's resource – but like the game is so is so deep in its in – its, um, like in its – the things that are going on behind the curtain. There's a lot going on, yeah. and you have to pay attention to all of that. And like – but the generic of, hey, you are just watching a little dude go through and fight people on automatic, and you're just watching everything else around it. It's almost like you're a coach in a game. Like, it really, <laughs> really is. And it is, it's really fun. It's really addictive. The fact that it's coming to Switch is going to change my life. Um, if I end up getting a Steam Deck, you know, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the holiday season, like, I'll probably play it on that if it comes to it. But this game, like... Outside of Resident Evil 8, like, this is my game of the year. No, I I completely agree. And it's like, since it's come out, I've constantly gone back to it. And every time I play it, I'm, like, just as enthralled as the last time I played it, which is, you know, really hard for a game to do. And I think that's also why you don't see a lot of marketing for Loop Hero. It's because it's one of those games where you actually have to play it. So I yep. think really see what's so addictive about it. Like, I don't think a trailer of it, someone would be like, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever. It, it wouldn't really <laughs> yeah. do it justice. But it's like, the art style's great. The soundtrack, I will keep talking about, the soundtrack is amazing. I listen it's to it so, sometimes when I'm not even so playing great. it. Because it's so, so good. good. Yes. Um, Like, uh, just just overall, this, this game is fantastic. I, I really don't have, like, one of those oh, but this, or, or anything like that. Like, it just really is, it, it, it doesn't lie to you. It, it shows you exactly, exactly what it is. It, it's not trying to mislead you, but it does have this kind of like, it, it's Dark Souls in the way of the whole concept, you know, hey, if you die, you're about to lose your, you're going to lose what you gained, right? Mm -hmm. And, and so you do have to be really smart in when you're going into those battles, 
but like the whole decisiveness and I, a buddy of mine who has played this game and he's gotten really far in it. Um, we were discussing back and forth about like our builds, like how we build our character and how he's completely different from me. Cause like, I, like if I can, if I can get regen and I can get vampirism, I'm putting it on. Like it, like I'm just doing that constantly regen per second and vampirism. And he is like, no, I'm going to just be a freaking, uh, I'm going to be a glass cannon and just be as I can, I'm going to hit as hard as I can and I'll just deal with the rest later. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I, this, yeah, yeah. This, this game is just special. It really is. Well, and so what's funny, because like you were talking about before, like on the surface, you know, it is very simple, but there's like strategy and stuff. And that's where it's also very similar in Dark Souls is with a lot of people who consecutively play Dark Souls. It's like, you know, you learn enemy patterns, you learn like when you should do this and when you shouldn't do this and stuff. And that's kind of similar with this game, too, of like where you should play stuff and like when you should play stuff, because like with like the force and stuff, you know, like every couple days whatever you know it spawns a thing well if you wait until like right after the day cycle and then place it you know you're getting the max value of something not spawning there and then you walking through to collect the resource and one of the things i learned that helped me on very early in the game so around your because when you pass through your town or whatever on the map is like when you heal and do whatever and stuff and that's yeah. where the final boss always is too is where you basically start and if you put forests on either side of your town and then attach blood groves to them, um, you know, blood groves hit anything in that area. And that's where the final boss is going to be. Blood groves hit bosses. And if you remove a forest and turn it into like a barren grove to where it kills anything below 30%, if you can get the boss to 30%, a blood grove is going to kill it. Are you freaking kidding me? Yes, and that will help you out so much. And if you have two of them, you know, it doubles the odds of it oh happening. My. I just laid a blood grove down away from that because I had no idea that yeah. that's what it... You want blood groves <sighs> to be in, like... And that's why, like, usually I'll get, like, multiple of them. Like, I'll try to get two near my main camp, and if I could somehow get, like, a third one, like, in the middle on the map somewhere, I will. But, yeah, you want it to try and hit as much as possible, and that's why... If you can get, like, use one of the Oblivion cards to get rid of the forest and stuff to turn it into the Hungry Grove, like, it will hit you, causing damage, but it's, like, that's a small price to pay when it can, like, murder the boss at 30% health. <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal. Or, like, even with, you know, something small that if you're not paying attention, you'll miss, and that's, that's probably the biggest thing. Like, you have to pay attention to what's being said to you. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, putting, putting rock next to a meadow gives you gives you more hp back yeah the blooming know? meadow and then yeah, stacking like, the rocks together to create a mountain and then yeah. mountains to create the harpy den yeah and you just don't you you don't you don't catch that stuff if you don't pay attention and you know like it and look there is a lot of risk reward you know like right now like, ju just an example, because, you know, I do have the game in front of me. Like, I have an opportunity to pick two traits right now because I've waited to add a new trait. Because mm -hmm. what I want to do is take the full the full hand of Oblivion cards. Like, I love that. I, I love that yeah. trait. But I've waited because I want to build up the mountain, build up the grow, you know, the meadows and stuff like that. And so at this point, I'm told I can pick two. And I'm going to pick two. And, yeah, like... Ugh. 
defense is increased by one after every loop. Yeah, let's let's do that. Oh, regen. It like or survivalist. If your HP drops below thirty percent, your regen is doubled. Like that's so freaking good. Yeah, I've gotten the one too where it's like when you die, you come back to life, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I will be taking that. And but I will say this too. The game does, you know, it requires you to read. It requires a lot of you. It, and it, I, I would like to, like, I think it's pretty forgiving. Like, I think it's it, pretty forgiving in, in, it, in many ways. It really is. Like, one of the ways I think super forgiving, too, is, like, one, you're able to, on the overworld, you know, you can start and pause the walking and stuff. Yes. So it's like, if you need a minute to, like, see what's happening and stuff before you make decisions, you can do that. And then even when you're moving, if you're, like, touching stuff like you're going to play something it stops everything from moving and then in battle and stuff if you have like some equipment if you're like hands over the equipment stuff and you're just looking at it it stops the fight so you can switch equipment mid-fight like if you happen to pick something up like really good right before you go into the fight like cool i can just swap this real quick mid-fight and it's better yeah it it's just great it it just really is, and we will continue to I, I will continue to proclaim that great the greatness. Yeah. So as Robbie also mentioned earlier, this was a good segue because he said you know it is coming to Switch. There was a Nintendo Indie World Direct, and it was announced that Loop Hero is coming out later this year, like towards the end of the month or end of the year, um, on the Switch. And I want to know. So my theory as to why it's even coming out that late is I want to I almost want to assume. There's going to be DLC for it that's going to come out before then, and then the Switch version is going to be like the DLC plus the PC version, like whatever combined is one. Yeah. And I want to know, like, I'm assuming there would be like a new class and a new boss, and then probably a couple new cards, whatever. What class do you think the fourth class would be? I would assume Wizard, but well, as, I think as, that would be a good one. As someone who loves playing the Wizard in every any game that you can be a Wizard, I pick the Wizard or warlock or whatever like in D and I'm a warlock or a wizard right like that's what I would want um so yeah like that that would be that's my desire like you know give me a wizard give me a warlock something like that or a sorcerer you know however they want to word it um but if they're going to change things up and say like oh you know we already have kind of a necromancer role that does kind of magic I, I would you know maybe say something like a hunter or an elf you know, or, you know, a ranger type thing, maybe. Well, because see, that's what's interesting. It's like the necromancer doesn't even actually do that because the whole the necromancer's whole gimmick is that he, you summon skeletons to fight for you. Like oh, you're basically squishy. Yeah, and dope. instead of um like main weapons, you basically have like a necronomicon like style like book. And then you get um for your stat buff stuff. It's basically like rings almost. And mm. Like, you can increase the number of skeletons you can summon, the frequency at which they spawn, and then, like, the chance or the percent that it's going to be, like, a good tier skeleton. Because there's, like, tier 1, tier 2, like, tier 3, and, like, tier 4 in terms of, like, you can get, like, little basic warrior skeletons at the 1, and then 4 you get, like, skeleton archers and, like, juggernauts and stuff. This game's just so cool. Like, (laughs) I think maybe... I don't, I, and I can't even think of what I would like them to add. Like, outside of a character, you know, I uh, there's not a card that I think I would want to add. 
or something like that. Like, I, you know, I'm sure that they've already thought this through. Well, actually, I, I want to, I wish I could ask the devs, like, were you expecting this? Like, did you know you had something like this? Like the guys for Rocket League, you know, like seven years later, that game is still like it's a freaking eSport, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. did they know what they had when they started? And I wonder if, you know, I wonder if they did here. Because this is, you know, more of an indie game. Um, I do want to make mention of another, I don't know if it's considered an indie game or not, but a game that's coming out this week that I'm excited for is 12 Minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, that is an indie one. Um, you know, James McAvoy, William Defoe are voicing the characters. It's almost like a Groundhog Day-esque type thing where you are following the save 12 minutes over and over again, trying to solve the mysteries that's going on in the game. And uh, I am... Like me, my wife, I was telling my my wife Lisa about this. She is actually super excited to sit down and play it with me. And she hasn't really done a game. She hasn't really sat down and played a game with me like that since Wolf Among Us. So like, so like we're really excited for that. Um, but like, was there anything else that was announced at the indie thing that you were that just stands out? Um, there was a couple other things in the direct. There was one. So two games. So. Two games actually came out the day of the Nintendo Indie Direct, and I picked them up, and I've been playing them or whatever, which is uh, Garden Story, which is the little pixel art one where you play as the grape. It's very kind of like original, like A Link to the Past kind of mm-hmm. style and stuff, and you play as Concord, the little grape, and there's the rot in your garden and stuff, so you're kind of going out defeating the rot, and you like do fishing and like tons of kind of like um, Stardew Valley kind of, you know, stuff like like maintenance stuff around town um and then the second one was boyfriend dungeon which is the uh dungeon crawler game where it's like you it's like almost like doki doki literature club mixed with like a dungeon crawler where it's like you go through dungeons but you like your weapons are mm-hmm. people and then you can like date your weapons and stuff to power them up and like have relations and so that's uh that's been pretty fun doki doki man i I remember I remember being encouraged to play that game and I remember playing that game. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, it's Louise. still a favorite of mine. Um I I am uh I think I think we've come to a point where this year um and please correct me on this because like my gaming this year has been suboptimal. I have played a few big releases um been disappointed by i think i was disappointed so much in the spring like i haven't really played a lot of games that have come out this year so far um but the the indie the indie games have just been so cool to see this year like ascent i don't know if that and that's probably not considered an indie game but like i i I started playing ascent like it was on free on game pass uh the last for the last couple weeks and that's a really fun game I don't know if you've played it yet. No, I think I have it downloaded, but I don't think I've heard good things about it though. It is, it, it's super. You know, it's it's your typical top-down isometric type game. You know, but if you like if you like those kind of games, you'll like this. Especially like I I pl- I've played a you know I played a couple hours by myself, but I can tell that this game is made to play with people, and that's not in a oh, you can't beat the game where it's too hard to play by yourself. No, it's just it's just a game meant for you to fully enjoy with other people. Um, it looks really cool. The soundtrack, obviously, 
you know, cyberpunk type. Those games have to have a good soundtrack or they like suck, right? <laughs> like it's just like a requirement. Um, so like I recommend the Ascent. I I'm hoping I'm hoping in the near future. Uh, I know it's crazy to say, but maybe in Labor Day weekend, maybe we can try to us four play together because I, I would I would really like to play that game um, with some people. Yeah, dude, I'd even be down. I've been saying this for like weeks now that I still want to get on again and do more Mario golf together again. Do oh, speed yeah. golf, yeah. especially now with the new the new uh, course and stuff. Did that you they play added. it? Yeah, I, I did, too. It's a par three for those that don't know. Have you have you already talked about that? I'm sorry. Um, I, Like a little bit, but like Zach and Shannon didn't play. I was the only one that played it. Okay, they're they're pretty much done with the game at this point. Where I'm like, guys, it's still it's fun together though. I want to do more yeah. speed golf. No, no, it is it is fun. I, I mean, I've played it several times. I'm trying to break my own record. Like I'm at, I think I, I I got a 14 under, and I want I want to get a 16 under. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to, because I've hit one or two hole in ones, and like I want to, but never in the same round. Like I want to. Because it's all par three, so it's only like 35, 70 yards longest. Yeah, and and that's Luigi's ballpark. Like that, Luigi crushes. Dude, that that's why Toadette killed it. I tried out Toadette too, and oh, Toadette yeah. How crushed Toadette? it. She, I, I did really good with it. I think the best I did, I think, was like a sub 14 or something, and it was with Toadette. Okay, I haven't touched, I haven't played with her yet, but I, I will now that you said that. And thank God it, she's free. You know, like, well, yeah, and the level and stuff like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not enough content where it's like, I, it's like, I don't think I would pay ten dollars like for it, but the fact that it's just like a free like update and like we might get like another one down the road, I think it'd be cool to do like, I don't know, like a if they did like another Mario level, like doing like a Sunshine or a Galaxy level would be fun and kind of weird with like weird gravity and stuff on the ball. Yeah, I mean, they they've obviously, I mean, this is obviously in reference to you know, um, the last Super Mario game, right? The yeah. uh, Odyssey, Mario Odyssey. So, like, they, they obviously are referencing their games, and so and that's cool. I just hope that they'll continue to, to, to do that because I, I, think, I think this game has legs. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, of course, playing online can be a little bit of a pain at times. Yeah. But, but outside of that, like, Mario Golf is still a fun game. Well, so. that's why I'm totally down for, like, like more courses with that like Mario flavor attached to it and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I really like this course and it's like I really like the the forest one with like the wigglers and stuff and even the Bowser one. It's like and I do enjoy I play the first two courses all the time, the two basic ones, but they're not really Mario. It's just like any sort of golf game like courses, you know, on the green, the beginner two ones, but Yeah. They're still fun. Um did you have any other news that you wanted to cover as far as video game wise? Because I, I don't, I don't really have anything like that's that's just like jumped off the screen for me to to look at and discuss. No, I don't think there was really a lot of news this past week. But uh, dude, did you? Well, I guess we either save or cook. But I wanted to know, did you watch What If? Uh, not yet. I, okay. I really, I, I want to. Um, but I want to watch it with lisa mm-hmm. um and i i just i just haven't had a chance to watch it with my wife yet we we uh, i don't think you've watched this but um i did watch the first three episodes of titans um See, <laughs> like so i don't watch titans but um 
So I've heard though that with these like first because I the whole thing is I hear Red Hood or whatever is like the character yeah. in this one. I heard that like a lot of people were pissed off about the Red Hood being it, and then they like rushed like Joker, Batman, whatever to like set up for like Red Hood really quickly in the show. And I heard a lot of people are kind of pissed off about that right now. Okay, so I will do my absolute best to not spoil a thing. Um, I'll just say this: the the first season of Titans. It takes probably until episode five or six to start making a good impression. Okay, they are still there by that point of the season. They're still trying to find their footing. And me being like Dick Grayson is my favorite character in all of comics. So like I was dialed in. I, I want to give this show as much of a fair chance as possible. By the end of the first season, it starts to feel good. But then the WB got involved and forced them to take the season finale, the true season finale, season one, and make it the first episode of season two. And so it was really weird. Um, you, you didn't know if they were going to get a season two, and then they did. And season two is freaking dope. Season two is great. Like, it's Deathstroke. It's a great version of Deathstroke. Um, I would probably argue the best version that we've seen of Deathstroke live action, because I don't count John Magniello, because we've only seen him really for, like, a total of four minutes of screen time. Um, but... Uh, season two was so great because we, we get spoiler alert on this. If you haven't seen it, we have, uh, we got to see a full, um, we get to see the full transition of Dick Grayson to, to Nightwing. We get to see him fight Destro. We get to see, you know, all these different characters uh, come together in a really awesome way. And then season three starts off and yes, they are doing a Jason Todd, red hood esque story and yes i do think it's too fast that they're doing this but i will give them maximum credit for trying because they are doing it different than what we know of that story and they're doing it different than the the bullcrap bird or not bullcrap the 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 lies that we received with with um Arkham Knight. Uh, it, it is not it is not a retelling of that. It is not a retelling of the comic book version of Jason Todd. It is a different telling of the story. And and I I I am interested in it. And I'm gonna wait and see how if they stick the landing. But they are trying something different. Um, with that said, the the pace you know the pace in which they did this may have been off, but the stakes. They have like they are making it very clear what the stakes are of this season, and I, I appreciate that, right? Um, also, make mention again because I know Zach will appreciate this. Ted Lasso continues to be the most delightful show on television. If you have not watched it, everyone, you should watch it. <laughs> Do you, Justin, are you going to watch it? Are you going to give it a try? Uh, I don't have the Apple whatever thing to watch okay. it on, so okay. Um, Otherwise, I probably would have already, since everyone's talking about it. It's it's just del- it's just delightful. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Lisa and I, my wife and I, we are watching a show called uh, Mayor of Easttown. Um, it's a murder mystery starring uh, Kate Winslet um, on from HBO. Do you ever see the show Broadchurch, Justin? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, Broadchurch starred uh, David Tennant. Um, it's this murder that happens within the town of this town, and he comes in and has to solve the case. 
uh, kind of like that in a way. Um, but Mayor, the main character, Kate Winslet, she like this whole town knows everybody or they're related to somebody or like the whole town, like, and then this horrible murder happened a year ago. And then uh, uh, the first episode, um, I'm not spoiling anything like a whole, a murder occurs in the first episode. And that is a launch pad into the rest of the season. And as the season goes on, these, like you find out this horrible backstory about this person and what this person's done. And like, it's, it's all these webs that are kind of tied together um it is really good it it's dark but it's really good <laughs> um yeah do you have anything else you want to add before we get into the the main event the main main conversation piece no i mean i think i'm ready for the main event so what do you want to talk about first demon slayer or you want to talk about attack on titan i'm down for attack on titan first all right look all right so let's let's get into this all right all right, four years ago, uh, I'll say roughly about four years ago, I started watching Attack on Titan. I watched the first two seasons, kind of got tired of the show because I felt like it was just super redundant. It was – well, just hear me out because it was no, like – No, 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 I know. Because I, so far I'm agreeing with you because season two is by far the worst season, I think. Yeah, like, like it just it's just super redundant, like – Hey, we found a way to stop the Titans. Oh, look, there's a bad, there's a, there's a weird Titan here. Let's find out a way to defeat it. Oh, wait, we found a way to defeat it. Oh, now there's another Titan. We have to figure out how to, how to defeat it. It's almost like, it's almost like early Power Rangers-esque. Like you're just trying to level up or figure out the, the one way to beat the next, the next type, type of Titan. Um, and the story was just, you know, it was fine. You know, uh, the characters were cool. I did enjoy the characters, but the story just kind of seemed like in a redundant cycle. So I had kind of just like stepped away from the show about three or four years ago. And then, you know, then I catch word of everyone just like freaking the crap out about season four and in loving it and like praising it all this. And so I, I went back and I finished season two and I think season two ends incredibly well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, I think it ends really well. Um, and then season three and season three, I believe is like one of the best seasons of a show I've ever freaking seen. Yeah. Um, it is the action that Levi is just such a badass. All Levi, Levi, is the goat okay he is the goat he is he is op and i just he is like todoroki okay he is just he is so freaking awesome he is so awesome then i okay finished season three and by the way my trip to seattle i think i told you guys about this like i went to seattle for a week i, I think i told you on a text thread or whatever i watched all of season two and all of season three between my flight to Seattle and my flight back. Like just, just watched all of it. Like I was just dialed in. Okay. (laughs) And then of course, so when I finished season three, which again ends incredibly, it's so freaking good is pitch perfect. I get to season four and I'm going to tell you season four starts off with a freaking bangerang like it is it is like the entire okay listen i need to stop too 
we're about to talk spoilers like a madman, okay? If you have not watched any Attack on Titan or if you intend to, please stop now or continue to listen to us babble because I'm about to, I'm about to spoil the hell out of this thing, okay? Season 4 starts off with the, you know, the attack on the mainland city. Okay? Aaron you think the whole thing is planned because everything goes essentially according to plan. Everything is going freaking great. It starts off super weird, by the way. The first two episodes, uh, they're characters you've never freaking heard of before. You don't even know who the hell these guys are. And you're like, what is this show? Is it changing positions? Like, are we? what, what are we doing? And then you find out there is a reason. And, and then Aaron Yeager's plan comes to fruition and freaking it all works. <laughs> all of it works. When he got... When he was able to beat the the uh, is a Warhammer Titan, the War mm-hmm. Titan. Yeah, the Warhammer Titan. When he beat the Warhammer Titan, I was like, oh my gosh, this dude has hit a whole new level. Like he, go ahead. I'm sorry. Add no, to- I I was just a dude. I was like, so leading up into season four, like I will admit, like season four at first, you're kind of like, what is going on, and then you see yeah. like older Aaron and stuff, and you're like, oh no. And you when you see this old guy, this old war vet who's like acting as if he or you you think he's injured you think you know you, you think he's just some old timer but then as the as the episodes go on or you keep seeing him on screen you start like he looks freaking familiar right like i don't know if you felt that way but i did i was like he looks freaking familiar and then it all comes together that it was Aaron the whole time and then you're like you're like you know you're cheering i literally did cheer when the town, sh- when when you know all of the when Levi and Makasa always mess up her name. Is it Makasa? Yeah, it's. I, I think that's it. it okay. Uh, when she shows up and they're just wrecking face, you know, and then and it was so good and I enjoyed it so much. But then, and this is where, <laughs> but then, this show has taken my. Second favorite character in the whole the whole freaking show, <laughs> and they've turned him into the bad guy, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate Aaron. When Aaron did that and told um, Aaron told Aaron and Mikasa that he hated them both and he specifically hated Mikasa, I lost my crap. I was so pissed. I was so angry because it's not just like someone turning turning bad. It's that the show did like a four-year jump, showed us no context or anything of him transitioning, and he is just bad. He is just bad, and I hate it. And there's really nothing that can save that – at least that storyline for me. Like I'm like I'm kind of I'm kind of done with that. Like I want to see it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, so my, my thing – like – I'll do it. So my thing with that is I'm interested to see in the set because this is just part one of the final season. And then next season is the other half, the final other half of the final season. And I'm kind of interested to see because I agree with you. That was kind of like one of the more off putting things for me about like season four. It's just the fact that Aaron went from like I'm crybaby bitch boy to (laughs) all of a sudden like he's hardened like you know, daddy Aaron with like the eight pack and stuff. And he's like some like cold blooded, like killer. But yeah, he's like, I don't think he actually like means the things he's saying like to Armin and them. Like, I think he's playing a role, 
but and I'm hoping that like he'll kind of come like reveal that like you know in the second half of the season that like all right like this was all part of his plan or whatever it was to pretend like he didn't give a shit about them to do what he has to do um let me ask you a question though yes what if they don't redeem him I mean what if, if the, what if it what if, what if he really is just this bad guy moving up forward I guess then it is what it is at that point because my thing is I kind of feel like it's going to come to a head where it's basically going to be like Aaron as like whatever conglomerate of fucking titans he takes versus like Armin as like the colossal titan and stuff with like Levi and the chick backing him up like I feel like that's going to be the ultimate like the final fight is going to be the, like all five of them I yeah like okay so you're right if they if they do say like oh no this was you know Aaron is trying to win for mankind, you know, because like, I think that's one of the reasons why I love, I fell in love with Aaron is like, this kid is over emotional. He does let his anger get the best of him, but he, at all times, his heart was in the right place. He cared about mankind. He cared about Mikasa and he cared about Arwen, Arwen, and he cared about his, his friends within that group. And for him to just blatantly look at her and say, I've hated you my whole life. Every time I look at you, I get sick. That it's and – it's, and it like it's not even one of those like, oh, you got me. It's like, no, this doesn't make freaking sense because we just saw him. We just literally saw him in the last season talk about how he will always wrap her scarf around her. Like, he literally says that to her, and he comments on how much he loves and cares for his friends. And so for them to do this that way, if if he doesn't have redemption, I will, I will be – I'm like, I will seriously end this, this show being disappointed. Yeah. Um, now, let's take Aaron off the table for a second because we handled that. Everything else is freaking dope, okay? Zeke is awesome. I want more Zeke. And I want more. Um, Dude, Zeke's you. plan was like some like light Yagami like level thousand <laughs> like brain type like brain type shit like with his blood and the the bone marrow and the wine and stuff and then he just like yelled and then everyone turns into titans. It was you're right. It was some like it, it just it was genius. Yeah. Like I mean he truly was a step ahead of of everybody. The why am I forgetting his name? The armor Titan guy. Um, oh, Burholt. Burholt, like Burholt, like I hated him when it was revealed that he, you know, that he, that he was betraying them. But it's still, you it, like, I hated him because you know of what he did. But at the same time, I appreciated the character. I appreciated yeah. having that kind of betrayal in this. And, and let's just talk about this for a second. This show went from the first episode being. There's a war with these people who have jetpacks on their sides with swords and these giant freaking toddler baby freaks. Okay, that is the show. That is what the show shows us to be. Fast forward to the fourth season and we've got these complicated race battles going on. You've got these fight for the throne, like for the military throne. overthrows and coups yeah. and going on. You've got Game of Thrones and then not to mention you've got like seven to nine different types of titans that just all look freaking cool as crap. And it, it just it has built on itself 
so well that again, I'm going to watch the second half of season four and I, I will I will sit down happily and enjoy it, you know, for the most part. But like I need Levi and Mikasa to just wreck shop together. I just I don't care the age difference. Let them end up together, please. But, and just <laughs> let them just take down all of the Titans because they are incredible. Yeah, dude, my like two favorite moments from the season, like number one having to be when Aaron's in the basement with Bernholt and the fucking kid having the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he's basically like, you had your chance. And then just turns into a Titan and just like blows up the town. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was like God tier, like Aaron moment right there. And then my second favorite happened later on during the fight where he used the jaw of the one Titan to break open the other Titan and then just spilled the blood into his mouth to take the Warhammer. <laughs> he's just like, and, and that... In that regard, I did appreciate the the time jump because they showed Aaron has literally mastered his 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 powers. Yeah, like hardening, like transforming to a T. His hands like cut open, like pretty much the entire season, just ready to become a Titan like any second. Yeah, he is. He he's just he's mastered it. He is he is above all. You know he. I mean. He's like the chosen one in a lot of ways, right? You know, and and then when he drinks the blood of the the war the Warhammer Titan, like that that's something that I wish we could have seen more of. Like, did it give him anything? Does he like, have? As far as I know, he has the ability to transform into the Warhammer Titan. I just don't think he's done it yet. So like it stacks. Yeah, I think he can like. Because he's like the host Titan thing, where he could basically assemble all the Titans together, like within himself. And I think we're gonna actually see it, because that's how season four, part one ends, is like you know on top of the building, the Jaw Titan comes up from under him and like grabs him, and they're like getting ready to lop his head off, and then it just ends, and I'm like, no, yeah. It's... So I think it's gonna start. Season's gonna start. You know, he's obviously not gonna get his head lopped off, and he's gonna turn into like the Warhammer Titan, and they're gonna start decking it out, destroying the town. Well, <clears throat> to your point. I'm stoked. <clears throat> I'm stoked to see another round of Burt Holt against Aaron. Yeah, but this time it's not like weak baby Aaron, and it's like him oh. dunking on him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's already technically beaten him twice. Yeah. Like, but this time, like you just said, like this is. I mean, I don't. I don't know a, a good example here other than, he, yeah, he's gonna get wrecked. <laughs> Like he should get wrecked, dude. Um, and then, and then, since you watched it all too, I just want to say my it wasn't even season four. I think it was season three. But the when they were like defending the wall with Baron Hole and then the Colossal mm-hmm. Titan before yes. it became when they're like in the barrels and shit, and he transforms into like the Colossal Titan, and then all <laughs> the Titans are falling out of the walls and stuff. And that that's I I still want an explanation of that kind of stuff. You know, like there's still questions, right? Yeah. Like there, there's still so many questions about this show. Um, oh, it, it, it's been so good. It, it really is. It's just, it's a great show. Um, just please don't ruin the character that I enjoyed most. Watch, watching grow. You know, <laughs> I mean, I can't be the only one who's been upset by that, right? 
like like I said, I noticed it too right away. Like I like this kind of like not crying all the time, like Aaron. But yes. you're right though. Like to just disregard something that's been a personality trait of his since the very beginning of the show is very. There's something very off-putting about that, and that's why I have to think that it's all like part of the ruse or like whatever part Aaron's playing or whatever to make all of this like happen. Well, like whenever is it Shauna? When Shauna dies, when the two kids get on the boat and and, and actually that was heartbreaking. Yes, <laughs> and and Aaron didn't care. Like, like I think he did. Like it kind of showed later, like him, like cry. Like I think he did care, but he's like trying not to. Like I said, I think it's part of his character. Like I think he's trying to not show that emotion and yeah. show that he care because he's trying to be this like. More than him himself, he's trying to be something, like, to someone, like, an idol, like, a representation. He's, like, a, basically, like, a god to these people now as he's trying to, like, bring justice. And I think he's trying to, like, seal his emotions and, like, human bullshit away to just be, like, a weapon. Yeah. No, that that's fair. Um, I'm trying to think. What else is there to, to say? Um, um, it was kind of a bummer to not see how um the the girl who was the the oh my gosh she 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 betrayed everybody and left with Burhalt and um what's his name when they got away going through the woods they 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 kidnapped Aaron and kidnapped her and then she joins them um, she she turned into the little monkey looking titan, um, and I I can't remember her name. Yeah, I, she's I, the she's the one that liked Historia, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She, she had a crush on Historia. I I wish that we would have seen how she how she died, like truly seen like seen that whole story play out, and not just this like she gave herself up, like you know she got what she deserved kind of thing. Yeah. I get that. I think they might have maybe in the manga or something and they just like didn't have time or didn't do like whatever to make it happen for the anime. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um okay. Anything else you want to add before we talk about really quickly we talk about the other? No, I'm ready for some demon souls. Okay. Or not so... demon soul, demon slayer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so have you watched the movie too? Yes, I have. Okay. Demon Slayer to me is is like they followed i mean i don't know if they did this on purpose but they kind of followed the 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 my hero academia uh playbook of hey let's we're gonna we're gonna make the main character the whiniest sounding kid ever and he is going to be a total um word that i'm not gonna say but just a total punk but then by episode four or five, you're going to love him and you're going to love every episode because it's all amazing action and incredible. Like, I, did I miss anything? No. I mean, for the book, like, like, he suffers from, like, the same thing. He's a super likable character. Like, there's times with, like, I get, like, the like, every time, like, you know, he kills, like, a demon, he's, like, super sad about it and stuff. And I know later on, it's not as prevalent as much. It's like <coughs> in the earlier episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he he just he takes some getting used to. You know? 
Um, yeah. uh, but go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, no, like I really enjoyed season one. It's a whole like the ending, like the fighting, the animation. Um, I don't really know how I feel about like the main villain yet, since we've only really gotten to see him like a handful of times throughout season one. Like, I'm really hoping that we get to see more of him in season two. And I was actually really surprised. I thought for sure after the credits of the movie or something, they were going to show him like doing something to kind of set up for season two in some sort of way. And the fact that he wasn't in it at all was pretty surprising to me in yeah. some way. But like, I like all the characters and stuff. And it's like, I really am interested in meeting like the cap like the other cap like they remind me a lot of like the captains and bleach and stuff and that's kind of what i want to see more of them and like watch them fight because i think they're all going to be after seeing the movie and stuff like they're all going to be super strong and cool so i want to see like how what their powers are that they can use yeah we i think i think also just to talk about what demon souls does incredibly oh you know what let me just give you all a synopsis for those that don't know what this is um the very first episode is probably one of the darkest pilots I've ever seen of a show, but they, they're very clear and honest with you. Hey, demons exist. They come out at night. You don't want to be outdoors. They will eat you. They will kill you. Um, they thrive. Their power um, comes from drinking human blood and they continue like they, they just eat people and continue to eat people. And these demons also have unique abilities and powers um, through their blood power, whatever the crap they call it. Um, and you follow this main character and I always mess up his name. So I'm not going to try. We're just going to say main character. Um, the, the main character begins the first episode, his entire family, except for his middle sister is eaten by a demon while he is out being a good son, going to get lumber or going to get food or something. Selling charcoal. <laughs> yeah. Selling charcoal, lucrative business in this world, lucrative business. Not really. They're super poor. Um, and this demon, this specific demon has killed his entire family and he is just on a revenge tour of wanting to kill the demon who killed his family. And so he begins and you, you just kind of think he's, he's this normal dude. And then you begin seeing the training for the next couple of episodes of him becoming what is called a demon slayer, which is, it's like exactly what it sounds like. It is a, it is a business, it is a profession of someone who is very talented at killing demons and from that point on after episode five i want to say it is kind of like demon of the week almost of these different beings these different villains and it is a lot of action it is a lot more action than i expected and there are not filler episodes which i probably appreciate more than anything Like, yeah, kind of, I would kind of say it got a little fillery, like, when they got injured after the one fight and the gang was, like, learning to use, like, the breath technique. Oh, and okay. Like, yeah, those couple that's, that's episodes, fair. like, nothing really happened, but... That's fair. It's literally, though, that's, like, that's my thing. It's, like, I'm fine with, the, like, that kind of filler where it's literally just, like, two episodes and then you're back at it again. Like, I don't need an entire, like... 15 episode arc of nothing happening so i like yeah. that they kind of respect your time with that they showed like he became more powerful because of it by the end so it was useful in progressing him as a character they don't waste time either like we don't see him have to 
after his couple of episodes of becoming it, doing the training to become a demon slayer, we don't have to see him go through progression of getting better. Like he just gets better because he keeps fighting. Um, same with the characters around him. The char- like I will say, the one weakness I have of the show probably is the characters around him are not as interesting as I probably would have probably want. Um, you know, the the blonde haired kid is 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 fun. You know, he's got his own little thing. You you see that he truly is a bad a who just you know doesn't can't tap into it at all times, um, but just so whiny in his voice. Uh, but the, I think also, and I give a lot of credit to my hero academia for this. The different ways that they give powers to these demons and the different powers they come up with is just really cool. Like my favorite demon so far of the whole show has been the one who had the the drums yep. in in the ha- in the hotel in the house, and like that was just such a cool concept, you know. It it, just, it was it was so good and it continues to be so good. Um, like just give me a couple of other standouts for this season and then we'll talk about the movie real quick. Yeah, because I mean there was like a lot of the fights were really interesting and that's what's cool is because the demons they're not just like typical demon like you said the one the drum one his ability was that he could manipulate room like what room you were in and stuff so he was like blinking like rooms around in the house and stuff and then there's a fight with like a almost like brother sister like demon pact and the one like controlled the balls and stuff and was launching them through the house like wrecking balls and stuff destroying everything and the other one could like shoot arrows everywhere and they could kind of work off of each other and then like the spider family like all the demons that they do fights for and stuff are really cool oh the spiders oh my god i forgot about the spider family. yeah in the forest yeah oh. like or what about the um like I, oh, I can't remember the one specifically but every demon the way he defeats him he kind of is like deku from my hero like you can't just you can't just stab or slice like you eventually get to the point where you do that to kill them but you have to use science and geometry and you know quickness and you know you have to be able to respond really really well to how you're being attacked to counteract what they're doing to you and so like you know you have like these 10 different I will just say like 10 different attacks, you know, these 10 different button attacks and hit the, the, the episode where he would use, he was using one attack to lead into the other one because the guy could counteract every attack that he was throwing. And I can't remember what it would, what, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Justin, like that was just so cool to me because it showed me like, they're not going to, nec- they're not going to give him a new power every time he f- comes across a new villain He's going to use what he has in his arsenal, and he's just going to have to figure out new ways to use them. Well, and I thought what was really cool is, like, when we see there's the, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's, like, technically the captain or whatever of, like, the water, whatever, Mm, the black-haired dude from the first episode. Mm -hmm. And when we see him fight, because he also does water-breathing technique, like the main character, except he knows one that he doesn't, because it only goes up to seven or whatever, and he did, like, water-breathing technique number eight. And it was, like, his own thing that he created in it like, wrecked <laughs> shop. And I was, like, so that leaves potential to, you know, like, the lightning kid, you know, there's only, like, lightning one through five or whatever, but he could potentially, like, do a sixth one or something that's, like, all his own and stuff. So there's, like, endless potential there. Yeah. 
it, it open it has is taking a pretty generic premise but expounded and become and become a pretty fleshed out world and probably the thing that did it the most was when we meet like the the elite demon slayers yeah when we, when we go when we go to whatever you want to call it the the house of demon slayers like that's what i called <laughs> it when i was watching because because that's what essentially was like i mean it, it opened just a whole new world and like to segue into the movie holy crap that movie so i'll tell you right now i i did really enjoy the movie um there was some parts about the ending that kind of pissed me off a little bit like so we can talk about the movie then so we're gonna go into the movie the mugen train so it sets up it literally picks up like seconds after the finale of season one where they're boarding the train let me just add this to this is probably one of the first anime movies i've ever seen that directly canonically continue a show into the next season where it like the movie will affect you will need to basically see like and that's the thing like i think you'll need to see the movie before season two but at the same time if you didn't i don't believe you will be severely punished for it since i'm sure they will reference the main events that happened in the movie in like a flashback or something but but yes it directly impacts the actual main storyline and they're basically on this train looking for the fire demon slayer captain and they're being sent on this mission and they run into him on the train and there's a demon on top of the train who basically puts them to sleep and so they kind of like he's like freddy krueger and they have to like fight their way out of their dreams to stop what's happening on the train Oh, sorry. You, you you cut off abruptly. Okay. Yes. And and, <laughs> and and that is just kind of it. It is they're on a train. There's a demon that shows up. They have to fight said demon. And the movie lasts for almost an hour and a half, like a little over an hour and a half. And it is it, it does it's not nonstop action, but when the action is there, it is intense. And you think they've won a couple of times and they haven't. And then like I won't. I won't say who who dies. Like I'll leave that part. But that character death, I wasn't expecting it. But it's going to affect drastic. It's going to greatly affect the season ahead. Well, it is. So that's kind of what pisses me off. So I get that he died, and it's like my thing though. The thing that pissed me off about the ending though was so okay. The person died, and then the demon is injured, and he's running away. And what does main character do? He throws his sword into the forest, doesn't actually even, like, hit the demon, then yells a monologue at him for about five fucking minutes, and then the demon's like, whatever, leaves, and then he cries, and then goes, picks up his friends, and then they, like, fuck off. And I'm like, okay, so now you don't have a sword going into season two. The dude who just murdered your friend got away. And now everyone's, like, beat to shit, like, picking up the pieces. And I'm like, dude, that sucks. <laughs> like, that, that's, like, such a feel-bad. Okay, that, okay, I under, yes. In, in that respect, the way that's described, yes, <laughs> I, I get I get the the beef. Um, uh, Tanjiro is the main yes, character. Tanjiro. Tan, Tanjiro. With that said, outside of the, your, <laughs> your description, yes, he does, 
He has like a freaking seven minute monologue. Yeah, that he's to just a, to screaming a at to him. A character that... is screaming and running away. Doesn't give a flying yeah. f of what he's you're like. Saying. He's like yeah. eighty feet away and he's just screaming at him <laughs> from like outside the forest. No, you're absolutely right. He, but the, the it just caught me off guard. Like I said, because I was just not expecting. When I see these kind of movies, I just don't expect. I don't expect. Um, what's it called? Like big repercussions. Yes, I don't expect repercussions, and for that character to die is a huge deal. It is. It's just a huge deal. Um, and and so like, I think season two starts. I, I think season two is supposed to come out early next year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't wait because because also. I'm I'm also glad that that demon got away because that's now another another big bad for Tanjiro to go after. Yeah, um, that is true because yeah, all we've really had is like a reoccurring villain is the main dude, and we've literally seen him like twice. <laughs> and he's freaking scary though. Yeah, like he's, he's... like scary Michael Jackson, like <laughs> demon walking around <laughs> with his human family. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, the accuracy there is too strong. Um, so yeah, like I, I think I think right now we're in a really good spot when it comes to anime, and you know, as someone who is from freaking South Georgia, only watched Dragon Ball Z growing up, and you know was watching Georgia Southern play North Texas earlier today because I love college football. It's just awesome to now get on the, get on a freaking Skype call and talk almost for an hour about anime. <laughs> right. Dude, let me ask you something too. Have you watched, did you, have you watched Juju Kaisen yet? No, but I've been told to watch it. Yeah. And... Oh yes. All right. I, I will tell you right now, it is the best anime that's come out this year. It's one of the best show and jump animes like, of the newer ones that have come out. What does that mean when you say that? Like, Show and Jump is, like, Naruto, One Piece, My Hero, um, Black Clover. Like, it's, like, one of the best new ones. So, have you watched... Do you like Yu Yu Hakusho? The what? Yu Yu Hakusho? Don't, I've not seen You've never seen Yu Yu Hakusho? Oh, my God. Listen, listen. But... Just because I watch some anime does not mean i watch all anime all Give right me a break. all Give right me a have break. you watched naruto uh i've it, seen an, i've seen quite a bit of naruto but I, there's just so much there's just so yeah, much but it. it's similar like it follows like yu Hakusho or naruto or bleach it takes all the good stuff like from those animes and combines it into one basically like the general premise is the main character um uh, he's like physically like strong and stuff but and like kind of smart but he's not like super special but he ends up eating this like demon finger and then becomes the host of this ancient demon thing and he can control it kind of like he can choose to let it out or like seal it away so it's kind of like i guess Yu-Gi-Oh in that aspect where there's like two versions of him (laughs) but they can't really interact with each other yet like he just kind of lets it out or locks it in Mm -hmm. and he goes to a school for other like ju- uh, like spirit people and stuff, and they basically want to kill him because if they kill him, they'll like eradicate the demon. But instead of killing him, they're basically using him as like a weapon against other spirits and stuff because of how strong he is. 
and it's just like all the characters in that show are so good like you basically have like the badass like sasuke from naruto except instead of being like emo and pouty he's actually friendly the girl character is extraordinarily badass she's not a healer she's not whatever she actually has like her own agenda and she's a badass fighter so it's like a useful girl character like instead of making her just some like side character love interest whatever it's like nope she's a badass i think that's why i love mikasa too yeah and it's like all the female characters in that show are like insanely strong and badass like one like shoots fucking bullets and that's like her thing she's like a gun like and she can like bend the bullets like wanted and shit with like her like spirit energy and stuff and she's like a sharpshooter like there's no there's insanely cool fucking the one dude he's like a super buff like bulky so you're like okay cool he's like the idiot or whatever but super strong he's a fucking genius and he's jacked and he's basically like super smart and his power is by clapping he can switch places with any like any person that has spirit energy so there's like fights later on where he's like clapping and like people are switching places and stuff and they're just like beating ass and they're just jumping around everywhere like instant transmission style it's super dope that's all I had to hear is instant transmission that that is all right it's on the all right i'm can i watch it on can i watch it on funimation because i have a funimation account you should be able to and the entire season's out so you can literally just like binge it all and it's so good and the one the one filler episode that there is they all play baseball and it's fucking hilarious because they're all using their powers and like cheating and shit playing baseball all right so okay i'm down with that i'm down um I don't have anything else, but that, that's a, this is a much more deeper, this is a much deeper show than I expected. <laughs> yeah. So I know you have, the only two things I have, since we have you on here, we, yes, we loosely please. talked about it last week and, but I would want to talk to you about Suicide Squad and Fast 9. Okay. All right. One's really bad and one's really good. Which one? You decide, the listener. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's get Fast Nine out of the way. Yes. Uh, all right. Look, I'm here for it. Okay. I'll I'll watch I'll watch any of them. But the whole repetitive nature of hey, the guy who is chasing us eventually ends up on our side is kind of just a dumb trope that I'm tired of seeing. But I think, see, I think that's funny, though, because that's, like, what happens, like, every single fucking movie. And yes. it's great, because you know it's going to happen, and that's what makes it even funnier. That's a fair is point. And, you just knew. Yeah, and it's, like, you could tell with wow. this one, they got very, like, you know, they're, like, how does all this stuff happen to us, and we walk away unscathed? Like, they, like, reference the fact that they're very self-aware yeah they're very self-aware of how ridiculous and insane like their universe of movies is and when i had read that like they were in like universal was interested in like merging it into like the jurassic park universe like doing a crossover movie at first i was like there's no way but after watching this it's like literally the only way you could go is up because how ridiculous the movies are getting, like, of course, dinosaurs is the next logical step here. A hundred percent. And 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 look, in the in the in the concept of the stunts, it was awesome. It was cool to see, you know, back to our female conversation. It was cool to see females doing stuff other than just looking hot. 
You know, um, mm-hmm. it was, you know, I mean, I'm glad to know that Mia all of a sudden has taken Krav Maga and, you know, but, you know, whatever. Um, the, the movie is very self-aware and it does make fun of itself. And I think that's why it's so it's enjoyable in that regard. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I will watch it again. I've seen it twice. I'll watch it again with Lisa because she hasn't seen it yet. Um, and she'll, you know, we'll enjoy it. But I still put it like I put it above eight because I think eight sucks. Like I hate eight. Eight is the worst out of all um, of them. It's it, it's better than seven to me. Um, it's better than two to me. But after that, I can't like I don't have much else. Um, John Cena was really good in it, though. Like, I will say that um, he just his his personality and acting is good in these roles. But his body just looks so weird in this in these movies. Well, to me, that's my thing is I don't think he's a bad actor. He's not believable as Dom's brother to me, though. Like no. that. Well, and then when they do the flashback to like them as kids and stuff, I was like, who is this guy that they got to like play Vin Diesel? Because he looks nothing like Vin Diesel. He doesn't look anything like Vin Diesel. And also the way his age kind of works out. He looks he doesn't look like when we see Vin Diesel in the first Fast movie, it's literally right after he got out of prison. You know, he doesn't look like that at all. I know. That's why it's, I'm like, so it like, was a weird choice to, like, do that. You know, but they came up with a plausible reason why the brother would never be mentioned. But here's the thing also. Why does everything have to revolve around Dom? Like, why couldn't it have been Michelle Rodriguez's brother? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. why does it have to be Dom? Because only a Toretto would turn their back on family. <laughs> Dude, the fact that a drag race said it, like, he lost a drag race, and so he lost his family in the drag race and had to drive forever away from the town was hilarious to me. And yes. my other two favorite parts is, one, throughout the entire movie, they used the magnet car thing, That's which... So cool. which was cool, but it's just funny because it wasn't even, like, their tech. Like, they stole that from John Cena and then just used it the entire movie. <laughs> so it wasn't even something that they made or crafted. They just took apart something that they stole from somebody else. Agreed. And then my other favorite part was happens at the very beginning. So it's like, yeah, you know, Vin Diesel's kid. And then, you know, they come up and they put him in the bunker. But then it's like they immediately leave and they're being chased by, like, falcon helicopters and shit and like being (laughs) shot at and the entire time i'm like dude is the kid with them like is the kid in the back like we never saw the kid they don't mention the kid again until like an hour in when mia's like oh yeah the kid's with brian and i'm like okay like you couldn't have said that like earlier like hey i'm gonna go take your child and make sure they're with our child and Brian while we go on this mission instead of just getting randomly brought up in a conversation like halfway also, through the movie. Also, can we point out that uh, when in that scene where they're going after at the beginning of the movie, when they're going into that, they're going to face an army. Yeah. They're like Vin Diesel look like he's about to do an Abercrombie like model shoot. He's literally wearing like a perfect white tee. He's wearing, you know, wife beater, jeans, like fancy jeans, and then like a pair of Timberlands. Like that's what he's wearing in the freaking jungle. Um, 
you know, and I did appreciate where the where you know bringing Han back because Han was the best character. I think they made a mistake killing him in the first place, so bringing him back is fine. I don't care about that. Um, you know, and where they're going forward with Jason Satham being confronted with you know killing Han, that will be interesting as well to see how that plays out. Um, but let's talk about the movie that's actually good. Okay, <laughs> um, Zach, I'm sorry, but you're wrong about Harley Quinn. Like she, she is great. This is how she is in the comics. This like, she's a per like uh, oh what's her freaking name? How am I forgetting her name? Um, the actress that plays Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie. Robbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mar- Margot Robbie is incredible as Harley Quinn, and I love the character. Um, look, the first Suicide Squad movie sucked. It had some cool moments, but it sucked. This movie was fun. I enjoyed it. It's it's freaking, it's un, unapologetically violent, unapologetically ridiculous, and just fun. Like, Polka Dot Man has a story arc, and we care about it. <laughs> like, and he was like arguably like one of the strongest among them too. Yeah, him and Rat Girl, you know, or Rat Catcher, you know, like those characters mattered in the movie, and I. I I, I said this when I walked out of the theater. I told a buddy this. I trust James Gunn with any team up movie moving forward. Like I don't I don't know if I I don't know if I want him taking one character and doing one story arc with one character, but I trust him completely with doing a with multiple characters, a team up, a team movie you know of superheroes. I, I trust him in any way to do that. Because he has just shown in three movies now, you know, at the very most at three, that he can do this. Um, but, like, also, I'll say this and I want to hear your thoughts because I, I don't know how you feel about the movie. I love the fact that we, they took A-level actors and didn't waste them. So, go ahead. What, what, what do you think? What do yeah, you think? No. <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, I really enjoyed the... Uh... The movie and stuff. I've watched it twice now on HBO and stuff, and it was fun both times watching it. There's a lot of really good, like, laugh out loud moments. <clears throat> One of my favorite being, uh, I really like when, um, with like, we like, we like, my favorite part at the very beginning is when they're assembling the team and Waller's like sitting there, like, yeah, everyone has a special power. And he's like, they go to John Cena, and he's like, "Are you messing with me?" Like, well, like his power is exactly the same as mine, which is funny because that happens in comics all the time. Like, you know, there's like 30 speedsters, like whatever. So it's like funny that they address the fact that it's like they literally have the exact same power. And he's like, "Nope, mine's better." <laughs> like, I thought that no, was great. No, I completely agree. It goes back to the whole self-aware thing, right? Like, they, they, James Gunn just does not take himself too seriously ever. And, you know, the, probably the one character that bummed me out, like, you bring by, you bring back Jay uh, Courtney, and then just to kill him in the first five minutes again. <laughs> um, that was pretty funny, though. Yeah. Um, I, but, yeah, again, I completely enjoy the movie, and Viola Davis is Amanda Waller to me. Like, yeah, she's no, just she's so both, both times she's – and that's what I think I really appreciated about this movie too 
was compared to the first one, like having the uh, like cabin in the woods, kind of like breaking the fourth wall thing with the people behind the desk, like taking bets on who's going to die and stuff and having that kind of broken up throughout the movie and stuff to add like little bits of like funny comedy and like stuff, I think really helped it out too. And, and I'm sure you agree with this, but Idris Elba, like, come on. He's so freaking good. Oh yeah. No, like I enjoyed a lot. I also, the part where like, uh, they kick Weasel out of the plane. Like, can anyone check if he can swim? <laughs> it's like that's like the first thing is he just like drowns like right away, and then at the very end you see he's alive and he's just like on the island. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Like I said, um, you know, you know, Zach of course has to temper expectations of he thought it was fine, you know, whatever. Well, I just I, think it's funny that to make a good DC movie you just have to take a Marvel director. <laughs> Have them well, do it. I can't I can't argue with you there. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I have no I have no problem with the movie. Um give me more of them, you know. Uh I will be watching Lisa my wife and I are gonna try to sneak away this week to go see Free Guy because I we really want to see that. Um but yeah, um we I think that's it for me. You, yeah. you got anything else? I think that's an episode. Okay. Well, I guess you, you do the closing out because we didn't talk yeah. about that. I will do the closing out. I was like, you know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Picks Life podcast. Thanks for joining me and Robbie on our anime tangent. If you want to join it, you can head on over to the Discord. We can talk some anime. I know Shannon would be down. Shannon missed out on the Weeb event. Hopefully he got out of the closet safely. And uh, you can head on over to iTunes, give us a review, let us know what you think. And since Robbie's here, this is going to be interesting. So, uh, Robbie, if Zach were here, what do you think Zach would say? Uh, Zach would say, as my as my good, beautiful, loving, intelligent, sexy friend Robbie would say, be great. I think he'd say that too. Yeah, it's perfect.